And here we go. Welcome back to Snakes, Rats, and Goats, talking about Survivor, Winners at War, Episode 6. I'm your co-host, Ryan Elder, and with me, as always, is... Your co-host, Scott Chernoff. <laughs> Welcome, right Scott. Time? Yeah, you know, it's hit or miss, but uh, okay. after Look, we're back on the train. Yeah, we're back on the train. Um, Scott, I think without further ado, why don't you bring in our guest... So okay. we can talk about this. I'm a episode. huge fan of our guest. She, I first got to know her uh, and know her her wit on Twitter, <laughs> the twitter.com. She is uh, very funny, but she's also a very accomplished writer, singer-songwriter. She's uh, been an editor of Mad Magazine. She's worked on television shows. She's done it all. <laughs> Allie Gertz. Hello. Welcome, Allie. Thank yeah. you. I'm very excited to uh, be introduced to this show. Oh, she's also a podcaster. That is and, true. And you have a podcast where you discuss TV episodes. Is that not? Is that not true, Ms. It- Gert? <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit that it is true, but please don't tell anyone. Okay. Well, it's it's called Round Springfield, <laughs> so you may be able to guess what show that's about. <laughs> it's a show that's been on even longer than Survivor. That's crazy. Yeah. It's been on forever. It's close. They're close though, right? Like they're no, within. Uh, no, Simpsons years, still has a beat. Simpsons got 10 years on. Uh, yeah. Wow. On Survivor. That's I just nuts. heard that Simpsons new episodes are moving to free form. What? This is what I was told. Oh my God. high up person in the animation industry <laughs> that oh, I had my last God, meet, is this potential is... work meeting with right before every whole world shut down. Is this an exclusive? I don't think so. Do I have to cut this out of the podcast? He didn't tell me not to tell anyone. (laughs) Who was it? Was it Homer Simpson? It was Homer Simpson himself. (laughs) The real Homer Simpson that I found walking around at Universal Studios. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a guy at at Warner Brothers Animation. We were just talking and he he said that um, because now the Fox, this is, has nothing to do with anything but fox studios is owned by disney now right and so but they don't own the fox network they're taking it off the fox network that and family guy so i said well why don't i put it on abc which disney owns and he said and i quote this is a real good executive quote they can't program it they don't know (laughs) where to program it like what how about sundays (laughs) at eight yeah (laughs) Um, so they're moving to what used to be ABC Family and is now Freeform. Wow. That is, I can't believe if this I don't guy know can be believed, unless it was all a snow job, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody Google it and let me know. I feel like you. This is an exclusive that you should have saved for your podcast, but I'm, I, I'm happy to. I'm happy to get it. Snakes, rats, and goats exclusive. You can add some music, Ryan. Sound drop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there's uh, your exclusive. Yeah. Well, so the only other show that's been on the air remotely as long is it's SVU. <laughs> Let's talk about SVU. <laughs> yep. Yep. We always do a whole half hour on SVU <laughs> at the, the front of every episode. Doings with uh, Munch. I don't think he's on it anymore. I don't I don't know anything about SVU. Well, let's talk about Survivor season 40. Can you wow. believe that, Allie? <laughs> and it's been on for 20 years, two seasons a year, and until this most recent episode you had seen how Zero. much Zero. 
Yes. Literally zero. Death. Not and also Effort. not even a clip. I've never seen oh anything. My God. <laughs> not even how a did clip. We, how did you Were, find her, Scott? You heard of the show? <laughs> Were you aware that it existed? I was I, I was very aware that it existed because it has been I, I feel like it's been parodied or mentioned in, in many yeah. other things that I've watched. Oh, yeah. uh, including um, The Simpsons. Including The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. And um I, I definitely was aware of it being uh something that got people really, really, really excited the next day. Like I remember like my uncle and people who didn't even really watch a lot of TV really loved Survivor and they couldn't wait to tell their fellow Survivor friends like, you know, <laughs> did you hear what happened or what did you think of this? And, um, and was I never many, many years ago. This is when I was a child. Like I have yes. memories <laughs> of it. Like, uh, well, cause when else am I going to hang out with my uncle? Um, right. but yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, um, it was something that I, I, I don't know why my parents never like, cared about it really or why I never got into it but um I only recently started watching reality tv at all to be honest um and I started watching Love Island which is my favorite okay. show in the world <laughs> and I have not seen that so well you know we sort of have a Love Island theme yes, going we do on have this, a situation uh, season. This season. oh my god well I don't know the format of I was going to listen to an episode of this show but realized that would spoil me for exactly so I didn't do yeah. that. So oh, it's, like, it's a classic catch twenty two that we. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I don't want to like jump over the possible format of the show at all. But I did. I do have in my notes: is this a dating show? <laughs> because <laughs> right. there, there was definitely some some love happening uh, or yes. ex love happening. It, it, there has been uh, love has been found on the show, but it is not the point of the show. <laughs> the point Correct. is to survive. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, normally, people are a little too stinky, a little too gross, a little too tired and hungry to develop relationships on this show. Sure. But it does occasionally happen. One or two have developed, and yep. then you know, there's been some that have developed after the fact, which is what we're dealing with. This interesting. But so you yeah. had never seen it, and were you avoiding it? Was it like I don't like reality TV? I don't want to. And- until Sully recently, myself with that. <laughs> yeah, until recently, I had a very, um, I will say, a very outdated view of reality TV. I, I think for a lot of time um, in my most like formative, like in my teens, early twenties, like I felt very snobby and very much sure. the type of because that, that when I was a teenager, that's when like Paris Hilton and like all of those shows sure. were, you know, all of those things right. were really prevalent. So I felt like, oh well, only you know, idiots like reality TV. <laughs> sure. um, I like scripted comedies. And so um, I think that kind of stuck with me for a while. And it actually wasn't until um, my boyfriend, Alec, uh, when we first started dating um, like two years ago, was just like, I could really go for some trashy reality TV right now. I'm just like, but you're smart. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it makes you feel smarter. That's the good thing. <laughs> that That's is the great true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but we had heard that there was this British uh, – like dating show called Love Island. Um, and the fact that they have British accents, I think, was like a much smoother transition <laughs> in because I'm just like, well, they, have more they all sound smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Um, all these but, idiots but, sound so smart. <laughs> but um, my love of Love Island, which I've now watched all like five or six seasons, how many, however many there are in a very short period of time, uh, got me into the Bachelorette and the Bachelor. Oh, both. Boy. 
both bad in my opinion both horrible oh editing yes um, they are terrible but <laughs> i watch everyone <laughs> um so yeah now i'm uh you know i've i've gotten into it i follow people who are on reality tv shows now um so <laughs> my during... wife watches the bachelor i'm sorry to interrupt and she sits there and and tells me how terrible it is <laughs> as she's watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It definitely is – it's it's witchcraft. Like, you hate it, but you can't stop. And there's just some curse that it has over you. Well, the survivors had that curse over me <laughs> since mm-hmm. uh, May mm-hmm. of 2000. When I, I, too, never – I was very snobby. Never thought I would watch the show, and I – in a crazy twist of fate, I had the flu and stumbled upon the premiere of Survivor. Wow. And never stopped watching it. I, well, even just seeing one episode, like in the middle of it, I like ran over to um, Alec and was just like, I am in love with this show. And oh, we have to watch yes. <laughs> we did it. We, we did got it. One. We hooked him. We got one. It was is a good often, episode. Is that often what happens? Do people Sometimes. come on the show and okay, yeah. got it. We've got so, uh, all, all range. One one or two people have been like, no, I don't like it and I never want to see it again. But most <laughs> yeah, people are definitely. like, at least think it was better than they expected. Oh, and yeah. some, the smart ones, <laughs> like yourself, <laughs> can see the value in it right away. Absolutely. That's fantastic to hear for what, sure. What did you, what was it about, like, if you could put into any words, like what struck you about it that made you actually enjoy the show? Well, I've always been intrigued by, even not having seen the show, um, I've always really liked the the way that I knew that it looked and felt. Um, it feels like the show Lost, which obviously came way later, but I, yeah. I love torches. I love not the evil <laughs> racist kind, but like, you know, I like, you know, my whole house is very jungly as it is. Um, so anything that kind of takes place in, um, in that wow. type of environment, I actually really like in general. Uh, wow, but then in terms of, house. it's pretty cool. But um, <laughs> one of the things that I particularly love about uh, reality TV in general, which I assume everyone's favorite thing about it is, or is just kind of like seeing how people's brains work. And mm-hmm. uh, in this show, the stakes are so much higher uh, than just a dating show because, you know, there's just so much going on. Like it's $2 million, which is, I didn't have any idea it was so much money. Um, yeah. That seems insane. Um, it is this year. It's normally $1 million, which is still the largest prize out of any reality TV game show. But this year they doubled it because it's all winners. I, I gathered that like halfway through that it was all people who had won in the past. Yeah, but... so major spoiler alert if you go back and watch yeah, old seasons now. <laughs> we kind of have ruined uh, some. Bit. Although some of these people, it's their third or fourth time playing. This is the first time, first time they've done all winners. So you may watch a season with one of these people that they don't win. Interesting. So um, it, it, it can't ruin it. Yeah, Hopefully. but yeah, it's um, I, I won't talk about Love Island too much, especially since you guys haven't you seen may, it. You may talk all that you want about Love Island. Well, Consider this your platform. <laughs> so, um, you know, it basically it is a show where people are coupled up, and uh, if you make it to the end, the entire time, the audience is voting on who's going to make it, and sometimes the people like in Survivor will vote people off, essentially. Um 
But at the end, every single time, the winning couple then has to choose, well, did they do this for love or is one of them secretly doing it for money? And every single time, it's love because the money that they offer is $50,000, which in my opinion is not – It's not enough money to get you through like a really nice year. Um, And it's not enough money to ruin – your reputation on national television. Like, because you're really like, you have to deal with so much hatred, even if you're nice on the show, I imagine. (laughs) So (laughs) I just feel like you really need to make it more money. And so when I heard 2 million, I'm just like, oh man, what would I do for $2 million? Um, So yeah, the- the People are willing to ruin their reputation. I mean, we we saw saw some serious, we saw one person absolutely trash their reputation, at least through the edit. In this episode, and we saw some about Wendell. Wendell? Yeah, like wow, did they ever decide that Wendell was going to be the villain? Yeah, holy cow, they threw him. The edit really threw him under the bus, and and you know he didn't do any favors to himself either. But man, and you know I have to say, you you mentioned how much hate you get on. when you're on the show, even if you're, even if you look good, uh, Wendell is getting a lot of hate right now. He does not deserve it in my opinion. Um, and we'll get into that real. He's just keeping it real. Yeah. (laughs) You'd think some people would appreciate and respect realness. (laughs) You know, you mentioned lost and I, I don't want to talk too much about lost, but it, there is like such an interesting parallel especially if you're into Lost, especially with these seasons that they've done. And most seasons, Ali, are all new players, but occasionally they have these returning player seasons. And there is a bit of a Lost element. I still remember on the Heroes versus Villains season, which was about 10 years ago, but it was around the time that Lost was on and, and, and closing, and all these people were coming back to the show. And it was... Ooh. It, it was so interesting because Rupert, who isn't on this season, Allie, but has been on a few times, he was saying to the camera in his confessional, like, I can't believe I'm back. I'm <laughs> back on the island. All these years I've been wanting to come back. And here I am. And it was the same around the same time that everybody, the Jack Shepard was yelling out, we have to go back. Go back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And there's no way Rupert knew no way. No, way no, 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 no way. He still probably hasn't seen it. But <laughs> there is that element of like when they're on that island is when they're truly alive. Yeah. I think for some of these people, psychologically, that's what's happened to them. And, and when most they're of not these people, on, they're waiting yeah. to go for the chance to go back. Yeah. And most of these people, the last time they were there, had the ultimate best possible outcome right you know what i mean they didn't get blindsided they didn't really get lied to that much uh you know everything they did they saw right through it and right everything went well for them most of them the last time they played so to see every week someone uh go out you know last week we saw boston rob go out because he was playing trying to play the same game he played when he won which was control everyone and this episode starts with his tribe going, thank God he's gone. Yeah, you they know, call him party the witch. <laughs> yep. Um, well, what you don't realize, Allie, may perhaps is that the two people who were voted out last night are t- the two uh, legends of the game. Absolute legends. Like, really? the, like perhaps the yeah. best to ever play the game. I am still so sad about Sandra. She 
threw it away. Oh man, did she throw it away? <laughs> Allie Sanders, the only person until the end of this season, at least, to have won Survivor twice. Wow. Both I, uh... she went on the first and second time and she won. I wrote in my notes just like, oh, shit, Sandra. <laughs> like, yeah. I already felt, like, very connected to her. Like, it's amazing how really? you could drop in into one episode midseason not knowing anything about them and have kind of emotional connections to some of the people right away. Um, it's, and you liked and, her. I, I mean, no, I thought that she was <laughs> – uh, I thought that she was maybe really manipulative and yeah. – <laughs> but I, but, but I found her really charming. She's also the only person that doesn't have like a six pack, so I was immediately right. drawn to her. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's just like she, everything for me is just like she must be smart. <laughs> well, I'm she just always and that's her. one. That's one of the reasons we love her. Yeah, yeah. She um, is one without without the six pack. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was all just. It feels so much just like it's scripted in a good way. Like, not scripted, like, I don't buy it. Yeah. It all seems like, wow, this is all something that I would watch on the show Lost or in a movie. Well, you one know, of what? the great things... Yeah. Go ahead. I think you're going to say well, this, right? Is that, yeah, I would... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of the great things about Survivor, and I think the reason why Scott and I love it so much, is that it's filmed all at once, and then they edit it, so they know who the winner is when they start editing. Of course. And so they can cr- they can craft a story. There are other reality shows, obviously, that don't do that, and they're unable to craft, like, a really cool narrative about how this person won and, like, you know, show you all the little pieces that mattered. Give and you leave clues and- along the way and... And leave out the things that don't matter, you know? Sure. Right. So the story is really written in the editing room. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, to compare it to Love Island, one of the things that really drew me to this show is that it uh, it's five nights a week. And so they are filming all day. And then, yeah. And then they have wow. this incredible editing team uh, and the the host or like the MC, I guess, like the narrator is also mm-hmm. um, writing all of the kind of commentary throughout. And it's like sometimes cringeworthy and other times really, really genuinely funny. <laughs> um, but what's so interesting is that, you know, because half the time it's the viewer gets to vote. I never get to vote because I don't live in the UK. But uh, for people who are actually watching it uh, as it airs, they get to vote. Um, so they the editors don't really have that much time to kind of influence and they are influencing you, but they can never really know for sure. And so, for example, they'll send the, um, like the top five couples who've made it through to the end on different dates. And it's really clear who they expect is going to win. Cause one couple's date will be like, they get a cookout at a barbecue and the other person's date, they, the couple actually gets to go to a castle and there's like classical <laughs> music playing. And it's just like, well, I wonder which one they wanted us to pick. And, uh, but sometimes, wow. but sometimes even with all of that, like they just don't predict it well. And it's just like, oh, okay, well, they still lost. It's so crazy. Didn't they do an American version? Recently? They did. Yeah. I Was tried it. Not it not as good? No, it's not as good. I it makes me wonder how much of the show is me really just loving watching. Okay, I guess part of it is like I don't know anyone like the people on Love Island because they're all clubbers from Manchester and like you know different <laughs> right. places. That's more of, my crowd. 
<laughs> a lot of the people that are on the American one, I'm just like, oh, she reminds me of this girl I went to high school with. Um, mm. Or like, oh, those – I could – you know, it's easier to make judgments um, that kind of cloud the your vision of who they are um, if they remind you of people, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I tried it. wasn't as good. There's also an Australia version. Um, this is the first year that they've done two seasons. They did a winter one this year. Mm-hmm. Um so it's going to take over everybody's lives, I think. I wonder why there's no UK Survivor. There's Australian there Survivor. There, used there was. To be. Oh, okay. I, I've never seen it, but there I've heard that it it just I don't know it never caught on. The Australian one is I haven't seen it. Ryan has oh, seen every. If you think so, here, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about the Australian Survivor. Everybody uh, loves it. Every episode is like this one. Um, like there's people backstab each other, like maniacs on that show. Like there's, it's, it makes no sense. Um, how, how often they're trying to blindside people that they're like, have like deals with and like connections to it's insane. But, um, I want to, I want to, uh, let's talk about this episode more where, you know, we're getting a little away, which is fine. But, um, I want to talk about the scene on the edge of extinction, which by the way, yeah, Allie, Allie, what did you, you make of, of do you know what the yeah. edge of extinction is no i don't now, think i was that is where they had the scavenger hunt with turning over stones oh, okay yeah so, uh go ahead go ahead no no <laughs> <laughs> well what that is and this is something that is not usually done on survivor but has been done a little bit in the past and most uh nerdy fans like Ryan and myself do not like it. It is an island where you go when you get voted off. And then at some point there will be a competition to get back into the game. Hmm. Okay. So so all those people on who were participating in that rock search uh, have been voted out. That's you saw Boston Rob, the Wicked Witch was there. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And his wife, Amber, they're both winners. Speaking of Love Island, yeah. That's the (laughs) most Love Island-y season is in the first All-Stars season. These two people met and fell in love. and uh, One of them won. Don't say who. Yes, one of them won. (laughs) One of them Um, came back later and won it and won. Yeah. Uh, One of of the things I wanted to point out is that Boston Rob said he turned over 8 million rocks. Um, Yeah. I did the the math. If he did one rock a second, it would take him 92 (laughs) days to finish that. So So you don't understand the power of Boston Rob. (laughs) Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because he is so manipulative that he can get the rocks to turn over for him. Wow. Right. He can do 92, 92 rocks a second. Yeah. Yeah. If um, anybody can, it's Boston Rob. Yeah. I, right. I was going to say, so you said that the, um, uh, it was an all-star thing where people actually kind of fell for each other. That doesn't really surprise me just because I feel like you're more like, likely to fall in love with someone that you've seen on TV already. Um, so I feel like there's some level of that happening in this season as well, where it's just like, oh, right, I've seen them before. I That's attractive to right. me. You know what I mean? Right, that could yeah. be an element of it. That, that could have been. Yeah, I yeah, wonder. I don't know. I mean, I think well, especially are- for someone like Nick who admitted – in every episode so far that he had a high school crush on Parvati. Right. Um, <laughs> How old know? does that make Parvati Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I know. 
I mean, she's not old, but what is she like? Forty? Uh, yeah, I'm I don't going know. with forty. Is not look. old. Yeah, forty is not old, but forty-one or forty-two is old. <laughs> That's <Scott>. pretty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know I'm way over the hill. This scene where Tyson finds the thing and he's got to hide it from Rob, puts it in his man panties (laughs) and then sells it to Parvati for a token and then immediately buys peanut butter with it (laughs) was so on brand for Tyson in every possible way that I couldn't. I I laughed so hard because that is like what he does. Right. So one of the things is these people that can get back into the game, they can. And for one fire token, you can buy an advantage in that challenge to get back in the game. So anyone who's still who's on a uh, edge of extinction is hoarding fire tokens so they can get an advantage to get back in the game. They don't care about peanut butter or any of that. Right. <laughs> but Tyson is like such a nutcase and so funny. Like he's like, I want to do something sneaky and hilarious. I want to get peanut butter. It's like. So on brand for him, sneaking through. So what do you make, though, of his logic? Like, is there a method to this madness? If he's well-fed, will will he have a better... Is that an advantage in itself to win the challenge to get back in the game? I mean, I think that it's possible that it will help him, right? Um, You know, I think if you were some slack-jawed yokel from the middle of nowhere, you might not know that that would help (laughs) You might not know it. But um, so hard. <laughs> I love that. As though in certain areas of the country, nobody is really aware of of peanut butter and its nutritional value. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, I Tyson, I I love the way he delivers lines like that because to me, he has this like knowing smile where you're like, okay, I get it. He's doing a bit. Yeah. What you know? But like, I think there's probably lots of people that think he's like so arrogant, right? Oh yeah, my, my, I could totally see it. Tests him. Yeah, every time he's on screen, she's like, "Ew, gross." <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and I, it might be coming from a place of privilege, but I love his style of comedy. Well, um, I think it's because and, his first season he was mean. He was, he was legitimately mean. mean his first lead that that younger girl yeah. uh, Sierra. True. So I started out it's taking me a long time to come around to like liking Tyson because he's funny. Because in the beginning, I felt like he was a bully. Yeah, I agree with that. Same. Uh, My Um, initial impression is that I find him to be hilarious, but maybe not on purpose. Um, (laughs) Like, I can't tell how aware he is of his own personality. I think he's pretty aware. I think he is. Based on, you know, seeing him uh, over the course of four seasons. And podcast appearances. He has a comedy podcast, basically. Oh wow! Uh, um, it's it it's called News AF. They just talk about the weird stories in the news, like, yeah, like, but but it's definitely heavily relies on the comedy of those stories and like their reaction to it. So he he's a he's definitely a funny guy, but his comedy is is comes from a place of meanness, right? Like a place of which. I personally love, but it's not for everyone. That's because you're a terrible person inside. It's because I'm not a slack shot yokel. From the uh, <laughs> but he is very funny. And yeah. And, and I think, you know, strategically, let me just give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, yeah, he can gain an advantage from being well fed. Right. But also he knows the challenge to get back in the game is probably going to be next week or the week after. Right. Because yeah. they're going to be down to 12. 12 and then 11. And so he's like, I'm not going to have time to buy as many 
advantages as I need, right? Like, um, I did you notice that you could buy an advantage in the challenge for one fire token, and there was a maximum of three of those you could buy. So you could spend three fire tokens to get three advantages or whatever. And Which I'm sure he probably was, will do. Yeah, he's probably like, I'm not going to be able to get three. Um, so what's the point? Maybe I can get an advantage. I, I kind of like it. He's taking a path that um, because he doesn't know what the advantages are, he's taking one where he's like, well, I know the peanut butter is probably going to help me. So let's go with that. You know what I mean? It also was a really I, big jar. It was huge. <laughs> it was huge. And, you know, and then they won peanut butter and shell. jelly in the, in the challenge. It was a big yeah, that made I mean, me wonder, peanut butter. As a new viewer, that made me wonder, is peanut butter in every single episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does play a major part in several seasons. Yeah, but the answer is no. I mean, the reward could have been, you know, you're going to have a cookout. It could have been, Got you it. know, yeah. you're getting uh, yeah. danishes and coffee. And how and did Sophie guess? Day, you know? How did Sophie yeah. guess that it was going to be peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Like, I, was she don't she want peanut butter and jelly. Hoping or what? Yeah, she, I she think she was. It? Could you Maybe. smell it? I from wonder. that distance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sophie's on fire. I, I think she could win this whole thing. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. And I kind of. But yeah, Sophie. Died. Sophie guessing peanut butter and jelly also just added to my theory that there's peanut butter in every episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like a where you bring time. up the peanut butter, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's been famous moments with peanut butter. There's a uh, contestant who jumped off of a challenge to to get peanut butter as a reward, and then he was voted out that evening. <laughs> and he supposedly never ate peanut butter again in his oh, life. Oh, that's been so a lot sad. Of, yeah, that guy has a lot of regrets now. <laughs> that's not, that is that's by far. Good, I'm sure he's not even worried about that regret anymore. Yeah, yeah, we don't need far, to get into that. Far darker regrets now. <laughs> yeah, that oh, extended no. outside of the he, game. He, he outed a, a fellow contestant as being trans. <gasps> oh, my God. Who, well, then fuck him. Yeah, everybody turned on him and voted him out and hated him. And you can imagine. Well, now I think he hate shouldn't have him. jelly either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair I enough. Love, yeah. I love the way uh, anybody can view the show who's never seen it. You know, I was watching, I rewatched some of the episode this morning with my kids because my daughter's now into it. I used to never let her watch it because it was. I, I had to explain, you know, I couldn't explain why lying was okay. And now I let her watch it. And then my four-year-old who, um, who doesn't really follow it, you know what I mean? So he just likes the challenges. And when they were voting, he, I think he thought that they were voting for somebody to win the game. And he Aww. goes, he goes, I want them, because I said, Ellie, who do you think they're going to vote for? She gave her opinion. And I said, what do you think, Alden? He goes, I would vote for Jeff. <laughs> I want Jeff to win. <laughs> Jeff is the host. Yes. <laughs> he wins great. every episode. Yeah. Jeff um, gets two million an episode. I'm so. sure. I'm yeah. sure he does. So um where were we? What's we were we this? talked we're about at- Tyson and the peanut butter, then we talked of we got into the immunity challenge slash reward challenge. Uh, well let me ask Let's- a question if that's okay. Um absolutely. So it took me until after Tyson and Peanut Butter to understand that there are multiple tribes. Um, yeah. So can you just kind of explain like how is it, it 
what are the mechanics of the game? <laughs> How do you uh, <laughs> absolutely we'll never please tell. explain Survivor to me? <laughs> so you start the season with two or three tribes. They change it up. Yeah, sometimes four. Sometimes four. They haven't done that in a long time. Usually two. And um, midway through the season, I'm skipping over the swaps for now, Ryan. Midway through the season, they merge the two tribes into one. So the challenges in the first half of the season are tribal. You could win immunity for your tribe. So your tribe mm-hmm. doesn't have to go to tribal council. Or you could win a reward for your tribe. Then it becomes an individual competition where everybody's going to go to tribal council, but you're playing for an immunity necklace that'll keep you, you know, nobody can vote for you that night. Okay. Now, along the way, before they merge, often, though not always, they will switch up the tribes, do what they call a swap or a switch. And this season, they started with two tribes. And then uh, just the prior episode to the one you saw, they switched them around and put them onto three different tribes. So they started as two tribes of ten. And at this point, after last night, they're down to three tribes of four. Got it. Okay. And probably next week they will merge into one. Probably. But you never really know when it's going to happen. By the way, I thought it was perfect that the lone tribe of four won immunity. So now there's three tribes. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's four, four, four. It was perfect. (laughs) I was so psyched. Um, What did you think of the challenge, Allie? Like, the way that it was set up and, you know, what they had to do and all that. So my assumption of what challenges would be i guess uh before watching the show is that i assumed all the challenges challenges would be things that would help you survive in the wilderness um so (laughs) i was really surprised when it was like you have to get a ball into a little hole and i was just like really (laughs) um that a lot of balls go into holes that really, really surprised me. Like I understood like, okay, they're going to go get rice from a boat. <laughs> like like that makes sense. Yeah. Um, climbing yeah, over things, that makes sense. Um, I was really surprised that it was just kind of like um, like a Nickelodeon type. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like a carnival games. Right. It's, yeah. it's like that. There's usually in these tribal ones, there's usually multiple sections that play to in strengths of individuals on each tribe is usually a puzzle or some kind of thing that requires, uh, you know, intelligence. There's usually brute strength sections and things like that. So, so it's designed to be, to challenge your tribe in multiple ways. There are different types of challenges. Some would might be an endurance challenges where you've got to maintain a a position or uh, holding something up or something for a long period of time or, like planking. Early, planking would yes. be a good challenge. Yes. They, there was on Australian Survivor, they had an endurance challenge that was literally just planking. Oh, my, oh my God. Gosh. And they're, <laughs> these guys did it for like over an hour. Oh, my I can't God. can't even imagine. <laughs> I've like, if I can reach a minute on a plank, I'm celebrating. I know. Me too. And me too. Yeah. The, uh, in the early days of, of the series, you know, if you were to go back and watch season one, you would find a very different show. There's still a heavy emphasis yeah. on strategy, but there's also that heavy emphasis on survival. And um, the game is a lot less complicated. And some of the challenges are survival-oriented, like who can build a, a fire right. faster. Yeah. Yeah. 
season the, one is more like a camping documentary. I usually say with a, <laughs> like added extra uh, competition involved, but but it's it's over time it's evolved more and more toward the strategy and political, the cerebral yeah. element of it and the social element of how do I maneuver through this game and not get voted out? How do I get vote other people out in such a way that they will be willing to come back at the end? as members of a jury and vote for me to win. Interesting. Because, um, yeah, that's how the winner's determined, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't the, know that. The jury members who have been voted out will vote for a winner. So there's obviously a lot of, um, well, you did this to me, so why would I ever help you? Exactly. Right. Got you it. Know, it uh, assuming Sandra is going to be on the jury uh, sh- and Denise makes it to the end after this, highly unlikely Sandra is going to vote for Denise to win. But I don't uh, know. Sandra seemed to take it pretty well. I think she's Sandra's a great gonna, sport. I'll give her that. Yeah. Time, I mean, she's so brilliant and she's going to realize that she really screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> she had it. She could have been in this. I'm so, bu- I mean, Allie, she is my favorite of all time. I'm, I was so sad. As soon as she started talking about giving Denise her idol, I was like, no, 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 Sandra. That's the thing that was going to guarantee you safety. (laughs) No, Sandra, no. Also, what do you think of Denise? Love her. Obviously, Denise is my preseason winner pick. So this this episode had me jumping up and down. She was amazing. Right? This was my one favorite of... by a lot, and it was that was the as soon as we were introduced, I was introduced to her. I liked her, um, and I liked Sandra, but I thought that that was like the most badass like way to go about what she did. For that Denise. was one of the biggest moves in Survivor history, yeah. and I think I read an interview with Jeff Probst. I believe he called it like one of the most brutal or savage moves ever it was truly savage and he was like you come for the queen you go all out yeah i mean that was you could argue that she didn't end up needing that she wasted one of her idols on jeremy but But that's being results oriented scott that's being results oriented no i agree she didn't know were they going to put the votes on her or on jeremy so, and, it, and it's totally logical to think that those three would put one vote on Jeremy just in case there were two idols being played. Right. You know, or even so, one idol. Being so, played. yeah, like what what happens? The reason you do that, by the way, in case, you know, people are wondering the reason you do split it for one, even though it's not going to be enough to get you that person involved in the tie it, uh, is in case there's an idol you don't know about that gets played for someone on your alliance. Um so that, you know, you're covered then. So she should have voted for Jeremy. Honestly, uh, Sandra should have voted for Jeremy. No question. Yeah. Sandra made a lot of mistakes in this episode. I, uh, That's probably lower on the list. Her biggest mistake was <laughs> veering from her core strategy that has gotten her through every time she's played, which is yep. anybody but me. Yep. That's anybody how she won both me. times. Like, yeah. And... and and she veered from that. She got it was too clever. It was too much. She could have played her own idol on Denise and just surprised Denise, but she yep. didn't want the blood on her hands like Denise recognized. Yeah, that was really interesting. And one of the things that people like Sandra and Boston Rob have learned this season is that even these winners who don't seem as threatening are still smart people who have figured right. out how to win the game. So. You know, I think it got, she got too, too cute. 
Well, you know, when they when they erect a giant statue of your head on the island <laughs> yeah, for you know, the season before, it, it <laughs> she quite literally got a big head, I think. Same with Boston <laughs> yeah. Rob. She had uh, a huge head. Yeah. Yeah, Sally, they had giant statues of Sandra and Boston Rob last season. Wait, why? <laughs> They're legends America, of the game. But we all asked. called Island of the Idols, right? <laughs> and when and at one point the player, players playing the game got to go visit Island of the Idols where they had a meeting with Sandra and Rob who gave them a little test. And if they passed the test, they got an advantage. They were supposed to be corny. Like mentors. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so funny. super corny, but they had these giant, no joke, like three, four story tall. Like totems. Wooden heads of Rob and Sandra on the island. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, if this isn't jumping around too much, Jump I want to know more about... Um, Wendell and Michelle, because uh, yes. they seem to have had a romantic history. Or... Yes, they have. We don't know a lot of the details. Okay. Uh, we, 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 you know, all we really know is that they dated. It didn't go well. Uh, and Michelle holds Wendell more responsible than Wendell holds Michelle. Well, I mean, sense. just so you know, like they, they each played initially on different seasons. They didn't meet until after they had both played and won their seasons. And right. apparently they dated, which we only learned about last week, really. Oh, when that's so When they cool. did the tribe swap. They were initially on different tribes. So then they got swapped, which is a random swap. They got... Juggling of the tribes, yeah. They, yeah, they got put onto the same tribe, and that's when we found out they had this history together. So and that they're... she was calling him her ex-boyfriend... And he was like not really willing to say that he she was, was like we kicked it. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. so so there weren't already um, tabloids, for lack of a better word, about them dating before the season. Correct. I mean, so it was known, you know, in the Survivor Twitter verse and all that. It okay. was I didn't like know sort about of. It. it wasn't publicly. Yeah, the Survivor is not tabloid ready or not tabloid. it's not tabloid for the first like you know first definitely early on and now it's only like if there's an actual like controversy on the show itself does it really make it into the tabloids but people dating is never going to make it in got it so it's not the show doesn't make you a star it's not like bachelor nation no no (laughs) okay got it yeah Um, so yeah so we didn't know much just last week they got put on the same tribe together but their tribe did not go to tribal council. They won the challenge. So we didn't, this was the first time they went. I really, I mean, my rational mind knew they were going to vote off Parvati, but they really did get me thinking yeah. like, maybe they're going to do Wendell. I know. Cause they just threw Wendell under the bus so bad editorially. Like he just came off uh, like, and I get strategically what he's doing. He just wants Parvati to say a name so he can then go to the person whose name she said and go, look, she's not someone we can trust. You know what I mean? It was um, a weird strategy though, because it was totally weird. It so was aggressive. also telling the, uh, the people in his alliance. I mean, I don't understand why, how Yule and Nick would, like that unless he told them beforehand i'm gonna do this but yeah yeah well I'm, sh- I'm i'm sure that's what happened right like i don't know yule was practically invisible again i think i think the edit might have been protecting yule from all of this chaos possibly uh, but so? 
Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you will. So, uh, Ali, we, Scott, one of the things that's great about them, about this being an edited show after the fact is that they do tell a story about who's going to win. And in some ways you can pick up clues along the way as to who might win through the edit. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so up to this point, Scott and I have really felt confident that Yule was like one of the top two, three people that were like favored to win the season based on his edit. But this episode buried him like he was almost non-existent. I didn't know who he was uh, yeah, exactly. until the voting was happening. And then he just seemed like someone who who doesn't really uh, like he almost seemed like someone who watches the show. <laughs> he was just kind of, oh, this is about to get interesting. <laughs> he won a contest that allowed him to attend the tribal council. Yeah, yeah I exactly. mean, that was his only line of dialogue was that. Yeah. was that line like well this is getting interesting or whatever he said yeah, yeah. and then sandra um, left him her bequeathed in her that's token right. her fire right. token um yeah he has actually been a major player this season but sometimes the edit for somebody goes quiet for a while interesting depending on what's going on that week but yeah it's it's hard to know it's hard to know what's going on there i don't know i'm still their their alliance those three, those three men plus Sophie is like a known alliance from early in the game, and that alliance is looking real good right now. Sophie has an idol. Those three guys have complete control of their tribe. Like if they go to tribal again, they'll just vote out Michelle almost for sure. You know, like they're they're totally yeah. safe. Uh, and then it seems like Sophie's totally safe on her tribe because Adam is obviously on the outs. And by the way, wasn't I correct? Like I said, Adam. I said Adam and Ben are both going to have ill regrets. Well, I was wrong about Ben. He's obviously fine. But Adam was like, I'm in a worse position than I was before we voted out Rob. Yeah. You were right, Ryan. They're in a bad position now. I'm sometimes right. You know what? I'm almost always right about Adam because I called him as the winner at the merge that season, by the way. Um, Well, (laughs) no, none of us know that because we chose not to podcast that season. No, we did. We podcasted that season. We podcasted that season, didn't we? No, no, no. We did not. <laughs> hmm. Must have been a guest. We on took it. Uh, we did Co Wrong, and then we took a break because Co Wrong was so taxing. <laughs> and then we were like, "Oh, this season's better," but we didn't do it that year. Yeah, right. Millennials Gen X. We didn't do that. By the way, Ali, they had a season: Millennials versus Gen X. I saw those uh, words pop up on the screen and was yeah. wondering oh, that's right. <laughs> what yeah, was yeah. happening. It's um, the season that they that he won. So was uh, was the winner a millennial or a Gen X? Millennial. <laughs> I know. That's me as well, but I, I feel bad <laughs> for everyone else. I feel like you're a Gen X more at heart, though. I don't Thank know. you. You're very Thank welcome. You very much. Just the fact that you would take that as a compliment proves <laughs> my point. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well, I'm, I am definitely a Gen X, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Adam won. What can I say? Usually on these seasons, when it's there's some sort of age division, the younger somebody younger wins. Interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be. I mean, no one this season. There's very few people that are actually young this season. No, I mean where it was like a point of the season, like part of the division of tribes. Right. Oh yeah, there was the old. There was the old old versus young, young, and there was also Panama, where they had (laughs) older four tribes. Older men, younger men, older women, younger women. Yeah, and wasn't there a woman on the older women tribe who was like 30? What? 
Well, it, yeah, because it was, yeah, I know, it was ridiculous. I don't know if she was 30, I don't remember. But it wasn't, it, it was like they took the eight women and they yep. divided them yep. by they just age. Cut them. So it yeah. wasn't so necessarily, cut. like the old versus young season was over 40 versus under 30. But that wow. season, there were people who were like, on both sides, men and women, there were people who like were, why am I with the old tribe? <laughs> yeah, that, that I happened that, to be yeah. one year older than somebody on the young tribe. That happened in the season, the live to give season I played last summer. They divided it at a certain point in the game. They divided it with the the eight oldest people versus the eight youngest people, or whatever. What Ryan's then, talking about is he plays these homebrew survivor games that you yeah, can they're find very on fun. YouTube. Highly recommend them. Interesting. Um. Yeah, they're super fun. There's one in LA that's uh, once a year, uh, several in LA, actually. Um, any case, they divided it old and young, and it just happened to be that we had voted out most of the old people on the cast already. And so it like there was a guy on the old person tribe who was 29 years old. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> oh, um, just while it's on my mind, I'm sure you guys have already talked about it, but um, how is coronavirus? virus going to affect this is this happening now or was this already this was shot like months ago last this, summer yeah oh, okay, this was okay. shot yeah last so, summer but but the next season had they have delayed production it was okay. supposed to they they usually start i believe in may right is yeah, that right they were going to be the, ca- the crew was already supposed to be out there oh man i uh for the sake of television purposes it would have been so interesting had they been on the island together when there was a lockdown because oh my god yeah <laughs> but i'm very glad for health reasons that that did not happen right i mean they're already <laughs> basically in lockdown but yeah have you heard about these bi- these uh international big brother seasons that where they're locked in a house right now and they've not been told some of them have not been told <laughs> about it yet oh my god yeah That's there's crazy. really great really compelling video of them telling the brazilian cast about it and the reason that it's particularly compelling is because the producers were idiots and they did not lead with, by the way, before I get into this, your fam- friends and family are fine. Yeah. Uh, they oh led with, so you may have heard about this novel coronavirus <laughs> before you went into the house and now it's a pandemic and people are like, start crying and shit. Oh, like, oh no. my God. And then they're like, oh, oh, wow. by the way, by the way, everybody's fine. But it's just oh, like, <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Like, well, it's you know, totally crazy. When 9-11 happened, the American Big Brother people were in. That's right. Yeah, there's the footage they, of that. And they told them about it. But one, there were only like a few people left in the house. And one of them, her cousin, was among the people who were oh, at that point listed God. as missing. Isn't that nuts? Oh, yeah. My yeah. God. You can see footage. Yeah. There's on YouTube. You can watch. I mean, that's kind of. It's kind of weird to watch, but like you can watch footage from that episode where they told them. Oh my god, that is so crazy! Yeah, I always, yeah. I always wonder how much the reality is going to make its way into these reality TV shows. Um, <laughs> how much there, actual reality there is? Yeah, um, and you know, you might end up wanting to cut this because it's sad, but like the the former host of Love Island uh, took her own life uh, mid this season. Um, Holy shit! She, really? They what? had replaced. They had replaced her um, with a friend of hers right before. So she wasn't currently hosting this season. Um, 
there was uh, there was an allegation about her um, behaving inappropriately with her boyfriend, which the boyfriend denies. But she had to go to court and lost the ability to host her show. And so the internet doing what the internet always does, it seems, uh, just dogpiled onto her and it just became too much, it seems. So it was this really oh, crazy wow, thing. That's of, awful. Wow. It's extremely sad. And um, from what we understand, I mean, I don't think they've made it a, like a formal thing about it, but I don't think they told the people on the show because it didn't technically affect their season since it wasn't the host of that season. And I think it would have just been really difficult to go back to like day-to-day life after that. Um, but it was something that a lot of people were wondering of like, oh, is this is this tragedy going to come up? And if so, what does that mean for the show? Um yeah. But that type of stuff, like life is inevitable. So it's kind of like these things happen and we'll always kind of see that reflected in TV, whether it's reality or scripted. Like it's it's all very fascinating. Yeah. Well, I believe yeah, there's, I don't know I the no details, doubt. but yeah. the original show that Survivor was based on, which was uh, something from like Sweden or Switzerland or something like that. Yeah, it's called called like Expedition Robinson, like Robinson Crusoe. And somebody uh, committed suicide after their seat, after getting voted off. And Mm. I believe. But not because they got voted off, if I recall. I don't know the details. Yeah. The, in the French version, was it French? Yeah, the French French version of Survivor. No, the French version of Survivor, someone. Someone died while filming. A contestant died oh while filming, God. and they shut down production. Oh, yeah, wow. that'll do it. That'll do yeah. it. Yeah, it, this person had a heart problem, and they weren't properly screened by doctors before going out. And it was also in Cambodia, which is, by the way, the location of the most brutal American Survivor season that had three medevacs. Right, three Scott. Yeah, I believe it was three, or maybe even four. Then. Yeah, so it's just a brutal place to film. Wow. And, and uh, Caleb and yeah, we're this is Neil like and... this is super fun to talk about. But you know, that's these are the times we live in. We we get off on these kind of topics now, and I, I have no doubt that uh, the specter of COVID nineteen will you know be over lay over the next two seasons as they film them. Hopefully, I'm not this certain summer. there. I'm not certain there will be a next two seasons anytime soon or ever. Wow. This could be really? the last season. Well, I mean, they're so they normally shoot, you know, two seasons back to back, basically, Mar- starting in March and May. So now they've pushed back that schedule to May. But do you really think they're going to be able to go in May? Is that really a realistic? Oh man, I hope so. At but this may- point, well, I mean, you know, it just I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I hope so. But and, and so in a perverse way, as a longtime fan of this show, this season would be an excellent final season. Now, yeah, I don't want I mean, it to end because it no. brings me such joy, <laughs> yeah, except yeah. when they vote off Sandra. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this is we're at the, just at the beginning of this. I can't I have no idea what's going to happen. That's so, so interesting. Um, I'm not sure if it was this season or a previous season. Um, but my my friend and often writing partner Casey is like friends with this guy David Wright who was on Survivor. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Um, of course, yeah. yeah. Is he David. nice? <laughs> he's yeah, he's, great. he's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. he's, he's awesome. Yeah, we Scott and I have mutual friends of, with David as well. Like, uh, so yeah. yeah, he he's he's a he's a comedy writer and he writes on um, 
He's written on Family Guy. Right now he's writing on that Star Trek comedy. Right, right, right. I know a lot of people involved with that yeah. show. But he and he the season that Adam won, Millennials versus Gen X, David was on that. His first he's played twice. That was his first time. And he was on the Gen X tribe and he almost won. He was the person who would have, could have, should have won if he didn't get voted out at the very last opportunity to vote somebody off. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he was he was surprisingly good at the game uh, for a comedy writer. Yeah, <laughs> for a comedy writer. Uh, are there ever joke like challenges? That, I wish. Oh my god, can you imagine? an open mic challenge? If the challenge oh. is just to punch up a script. <laughs> Let's beat these jokes. <laughs> Whoever can beat the most jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's like I once uh, went to like a family board game night of a friend who's a comedy writer. I won't throw him under the bus here, but comedy writer, very funny guy. I went to like a family board game night. So it was like his family, me, one other friend, and then this this friend of mine who's a funny person and basically we were playing that game uh awkward family photos and oh, it's, a it's game a, of that? yeah it's a dumb board game <laughs> okay. and and the like the main the rules for playing it don't allow for so much creativity so my friend who who's a funny person changed the rules so that basically it was like whoever's the funniest wins <laughs> and <laughs> and so of course he very easily won <laughs> of course <laughs> it was quite funny it was like it was like one of those things, but um, yeah, this would be amazing. Uh, punch up these jokes challenge. Well, you know, <laughs> they have had a few other comedy writers on the show, Allie. Really? Uh, That's true. Mike White. No the, way. The Mike White was on uh, three seasons ago. What? Just recently. He's, First of all, Mike yeah. White has been on The Amazing Race twice. How do I not know that? And yeah, he's he a played CBS reality Survivor. show legend. <laughs> yeah, he played on Survivor. David versus Goliath was the name of the season that this guy Nick was the winner of. Uh, he was a Goliath, and I mean a David, and Mike White was a, a Goliath because he had been successful in life in his career. He is a Survivor super fan who pulled whatever strings he could to get himself onto the show. That's amazing. And well, he I, and Jeff are also friends, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's Anyways, so crazy. Go, go ahead. Um, no, it's just so funny because I know that he doesn't, at least for a long time, hasn't had social media. So that's probably why I haven't like ever like seen oh, that stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. That's so cool. And then there's one guy who uh, went on. He was like a law student. What was Cochran originally? He was, he was a, law a student, student. Law student who had done his he'd done a thesis one of his theses on survivor or was like on the jury system of survivor right so so he like went on as like the nerd character right who was like a super fan and he did really well and after uh or he he did okay the first time and then he went on again and he did really well and after that he was at the reunion special talking to jeff and he was like jeff was like so what's next for you and he's like i don't know i thought i might try comedy writing and jeff was like oh he's a really uh, witty funny guy a very yeah. articulate guy okay yeah got it, got it, got it. one of the best narrators of the show ever wow and jeff was like oh let me get just get you a gig and he like started writing on a major cbs sitcom as like a writer's assistant oh and God. now he he also writes on lower decks the star trek show so there's two there's two survivor <laughs> players on that. Yeah, well, we also know the showrunner of that show 
and he's a great guy, Mike McMahon. He's, he's, he's been, been on, on our, our podcast. He's been on our show. But like he he told me, he's like, yeah, I happen to have two guys from Survivor on the staff. I'm like, you don't happen to have them. I mean, you hired they're them. They're <laughs> very funny. I'm not <laughs> doubting that. They're both very funny and talented. But you also. Uh, are a Survivor super fan, so yeah. something tells me they <laughs> had a bit of a le- a leg up in the in the process. So that's what it takes to get a writing job these days. Yeah, you got to win so, Survivor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Mike and I love you, Mike. But he was telling, yeah, well, well, the word on that shows you have to be a Star Trek super fan to even be considered. But Cochran was not. Cochran was like had to learn Star Trek. We're throwing McMahon under the bus here. I love him. Whatever. Yeah, he's Look, the best. He doesn't need. He's he's doing great. Mm-hmm. He's look. He's on top of the bus. There's no way he's getting under it. Exactly. Uh, he's driving the bus. What else do we need to talk about? Now that oh, we're not on a sad bad. topic, I want to bring up Tony's spy. I was bunker. about to ask oh, about my Tony. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what your thoughts are on Tony. Um. Tony, um, that him hiding in the whatever he was hiding in just felt kind of like um, something out of Arrested Development. <laughs> like it just really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I know totally. I know nothing about Tony, but it he definitely to me was a comic relief. Um, <laughs> he just was. Yeah. Uh, there didn't seem to be any benefit to him like hiding and listening because they knew not to go over by where he yeah. was. So the great thing <laughs> about Tony, the first time he played, that strategy was really successful for him. He had a spy shack. He used it and he found he found out information that was useful. The second time he played, he tried doing it again. He like dug a pit in the ground and tried to lay branches over him. And he got voted out immediately because he is such a nutcase, right? He's hands down this, the funniest, most not not necessarily intentionally funniest, funniest, yeah. most entertaining player, not to mention winner in the history of Survive. Yeah. He's like TV gold. I love Tony. <laughs> Literally never bad, right? Like he's funny even when he's comfortable and doing fine. Earlier this season, he made a ladder to go get fruit from the trees. And like it was the ricketiest, most dangerous thing you've ever seen in your <laughs> made life. Made out of bamboo. Yeah. And he he takes <laughs> one step on it and it breaks. Goes, and then he continues to climb. They go, Tony. He goes, no, no, it's, it's meant to do that. It's designed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> to break as you walk on it? <laughs> incredible incredible like you want him on every you want someone like him or or him on every season basically because he's just so funny or when he caught the shark they caught the shark and he was running around because he's terrified of sharks but he was holding the shark by the fin (laughs) running in terror (laughs) not Um, knowing what to do so how often are these people who are already winners um kind of playing the same game that that won them the original uh season it's a good question you you know often they do play that they try to play the same game after they win and come back they often will try to play the same game it doesn't usually doesn't work uh that seems so unlike a winner to me not not of survivor i don't know anything about people who've been on it but like it seems so not what someone who would win a strategy game would do like to play the right, same right. tricks it's, again seems not yeah. the part. when everybody has seen it yeah right <laughs> like exactly. everyone there exactly. knows who you are um somehow it worked for sandra the second mm-hmm. time she played yeah. but some of them do try to change it up you know ben who's the guy in the cowboy hat right he has been 
and he is not a celebrated winner. He's one of the probably, you know, there's some of these people who, you know, fans felt were not, you know, the best winners. And he's some in that category, but he has actively been trying to change the way he plays. Tony yeah. up until last night was changing the way he played. He was making yeah. a strong effort to not run off into the woods and get crazy. He <laughs> was like an addict. He's just like, he, you could see it just driving him crazy that he couldn't. That's why he made the ladder. It was like nervous energy. Yeah. Yeah. Tony is amazing. You know, who was playing a similar game to the first time is Adam. It worked for him the first time, but this time it's just, people are on to him so bad. I mean, he is, I, I don't know how he's still in the game to be quite honest. <laughs> like they're too busy voting off these legends of the game to worry about Adam. But Adam well, is just like, not yeah, we, we well. spent the first like four weeks or so going, how is it possible that Boston Rob and Parvati and Sandra are still in the game? How is it possible yeah. they haven't voted them up? Now I'm looking at it going, how is it possible that those guys are out of the game, but Adam and, you know, Nick and all some people are still in it. <laughs> like yeah. what's going on here? Um, so I know that we kind of already talked about uh Wendell, but I was very surprised to watch someone so blatantly say like such uh I don't know. It it doesn't seem like a good strategy to say like I'm going to stab everybody in the back. Um like I feel like you can't do that and then get away with it. I agree. It was a very, it was very yeah. unusual, questionable, questionable. I like, kind of shocking to it, hear him behaving that way. It kind of seems like um, like that's the scene that you don't know someone is recording of you and broadcasting to everybody, <laughs> right? Um, like uh, I or it just seemed crazy that he would volunteer that information. I have seen you know people attempt a strategy like that, but more overtly, like hey. I'm playing the game. That's all I care about. You know, I'm not, it's not mm. personal. I might backstab people. I might, you know, but so if you, if you get in with me, that's the way I am. And the kind of strata, the thinking is nobody can be, will be mad at you if you've kept it that way. And it, does, it, really it does not work. But it does doesn't not work. ever really work. Cause no. how can no. anyone Most trust the, you? Yeah. Most of these winners got to the end and won because they were kind and nice people uh, and had empathy, you know. Very few of them are just total, like, sociopathic, backstabbing, purely playing it just to win type people. And it, it, it you know, rarely, the first season is a good example of someone who was kind of playing like that. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, it was really controversial at the time, but now that type of player is... Uh, lauded you know we love watching that type of player but they just don't win very often mm, interesting occasionally yeah, yeah i forget uh which of the women it was that said it um but there was a woman in the episode today who was saying like uh like i know that this prize is like for two million dollars but it's like essentially like feeling bad to like betray somebody and i was like well yeah that's the that's the point of the show <laughs> it's just like right. <laughs> yeah. that's what you're doing <laughs> it's like yes, it made me laugh makes it so complex it and felt... i think that's what we love is that strategy and that you know that complicated social dynamic and i'll keep in mind it might have been strategic too to say that right because she's 
probably about to backstab someone. Right. And so was she saying it sit, in front of other people good. or in a confessional? Confessional. Oh, well, well, well okay. then, she, then it was really how she felt, probably. Yeah. It's uh, but also, it I think if you do feel that way, it does help you get jury votes at the end, right? right? If you feel like it was hard to do what you did, but you still did it and you got there and you're, you know, you own what you did, but it was hard to do. Yeah. I think that helps you for sure at the end to make your case to win. Yeah. There's and, pe- people who get to the end and they kind of try to downplay. Then they say like, oh, I was honest with everybody. That never flies. But if you're able to say, look, the relationships I made with you were real and it was really hard to I did, but I had keep to reminding do- myself that this was a mm-hmm. game right. ultimately and only one yeah. person could win. And I know this that is, we all this did is gonna, it. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then they spank the other person. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, here's somebody we have. Oh, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no. No, yes. I have nothing to say. Okay. Well, I was going to say, here's a couple of people we haven't talked about. Uh, Kim. Yeah. I want to know, like, what's... I was really interested in the fact that last week it seemed like Kim was the swing vote on that trial. Yeah. Why did they edit her as a swing vote last week? Nuts. And and then this week she was just completely in with Sandra and Tony. Yeah. And we didn't even see a conversation where, really, where she... We didn't get a confessional from her committing to that, you know, uh, really confusing why they edited her as a swing vote last last episode. But uh, she was definitely all in with those two. This one, that's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, there was she was not much of a part of the episode. I mean, she has an idol. She never even yeah. never heard from her considering whether she'd use it, you know. But I love, by the way, that this frees her up to work with Denise now. Officially. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Kim is my preseason winner pick. So we got if Kim and Denise team up, then Ryan and I are doing great. Looking good, yeah. Was Kim the person <laughs> that when Denise did what she did was just like, oh shit, like I respect that. Like I, I feel yeah, like yes. okay. I, yeah, I thought that, that was, was Kim. That was cool. And Kim Kim is widely considered one of the most dominant and impressive winners of all time, the game that she played. Uh she has a massive reputation as one of the best winners ever. Oh wow. And so that's why Tony is saying Kim is a big threat when it comes to threats versus not threats. Oh, right. And Sandra's Sandra's lumping everyone but Denise in there. Uh, which was <laughs> that was so... not not wise. <laughs> no. I Sandra like what Pope co- said at the end. Like it only takes one move to get yourself on that list of major threats. And Denise, yeah. welcome to the club. Yeah, amazing. Uh Sandra, by the way, she's famous for just speaking her mind, obviously, but she made a lot of errors this season. One of the ones that I come back to is at the swap when Jeff is like, what does this mean, Sandra, on these new tribes? And she's like, well, it might be a good opportunity to get someone out that you want to get out. But I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about how great our (laughs) tribe is. It's like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) yeah, Sandra, you just said what you're not supposed to say, but everybody's thinking, but not saying. Sandra. (laughs) And then tonight, like this last episode, she was just like straight up telling Denise, you're going to go where everyone's voting for you. I love when Denise goes, is it me or something? And she goes, well, you're a wonderful person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's such classic Sandra. And how does that, how did that work for her for two seasons? I don't know, but um, it did. Well, in, uh, in those two seasons, she also had, there were villains. 
Yeah, like that's true. There's no that Wendell is being made a villain through the edit this season, but there's yeah. no there's no one this season who's like a true villain. And part even of how yeah, even though by the way there was a season called Heroes Villains, and the and she last, was on the villain tribe. <laughs> yeah, the last four people who were voted out this season were all on the villains tribe. I know, one um, of the greatest tribes ever. Yeah. But, you know, on that season, there were bigger villains and she was able to. And on her first season, too, where she was able to say, you know, I'm trying to get out, you know, the villain. I'm trying to get out Russell yeah. or Johnny Fairplay. And yeah. the people who couldn't get them out liked Sandra because she yeah. was working. Exactly. Against exactly. That worked well for her. She does need a big villain to win. Right. She needs someone to go to the end with who's like a totally disliked by it everyone. would have behooved her to keep boston rob in the game longer well she well she didn't vote him out she didn't vote him out but i mean it would have been better for her i think yeah yeah absolutely. once boston rob was gone it was like cleared the decks like oh, okay i guess we can get vote out parvati and yeah, yeah. sandra now yeah exactly i mean parvati we barely even talked about that like one of the greatest yeah. players of all time her, oh her my god before this season she played three times ali Wow. And in no particular order, she had she had come in uh, first, second, and sixth. The worst she'd ever done was sixth place. Wow! Um, it's uh, it's stunning to see her go so she, early. Yeah, and she's like one of those people that's so charming. People w that have played with her have said like, when she smiles at you, you feel like she cares about you as a person deeply <laughs> like it's just things like that she's just like so charming like absurdly charming we even that... got a little a little look at like how observant like how her people skills are so good like when she described like well you will you will never go with me because every time i talk to him his arms are folded his legs yeah. are folded yeah and last week she called Wendell a locked, what'd she say? He's a, a locked, locked vault. A locked yeah. vault, yeah. Yeah. Like she, she's really good at reading people. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Super, super intuitive. Super high, high, high emotional intelligence. And then just like ludicrously charming as well. Uh, probably like the, of all the winners on this season, probably has the most pure survivor skills. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. Truly impressive. And that's why she's a big threat and why, frankly, it's shocking she made it as far as she did and the why it would made complete sense for them to vote her out, even though like in this episode taken by itself, you're like, well, why are they voting her out? Like, you know what I mean? Right. But, right. Um, they were so trying to make us think it was going to be Wendell. But as I was thinking about it rationally, I was like, there's no way they can they're going to keep Parvati in the game. Yeah. Should destroy no. them all. And, and she, I, you know, it was kind of leading us to think, well, maybe Nick will vote with her. Right. Right. Um, and, and you saw like she was working on Nick and it was, you know, it didn't ultimately work, but I'm sure she pulled out all the stops. It's the problem is you can't come on too hard either, you know? But why do you think she, when, when Wendell was saying, well, give me a name, what did she have to lose? Why wouldn't she give a name? That. So the reason why I think she wouldn't give a name is because her argument is that Wendell, the mere act of Wendell asking for a name is why right. you can't trust Wendell. Yes. Right. So her, her argument to Nick is, uh, you know, Wendell wants to vote one of you out. He wants me to make the choice, right? You can't trust Wendell. As soon as she says a name, she 
like if she says, well, let's vote out Yule, that's going to lose Nick more right. than it's going to gain. Well, him, right? I understand that at at when they were hanging out in the camp, but mm-hmm. during tribal, well, she's about to be voted out and she knows it probably. She's going to have to bequeath her fire token to somebody. <laughs> so what does she have to lose to say, okay, Wendell, uh, I say Yule. Maybe she thought she still had a shot of getting Nick. And if you vote for Yule, I'll give you my fire tokens when we get back. Uh, because she knows Wendell's not going to do that, is my guess. Speaking of right? fire tokens, let's just go back to Denise's badass move. <laughs> not only did she take sandra's idol yes. and use it to vote her out and even though she had her own idol she got a she half price renegotiated the deal <laughs> and she said i'll give you one now sandra wanted two she said i'll give you one now and the other when i when we get back so she got to hold on to one of her one of her fire tokens that was my she favorite part been- <laughs> yeah, so genius. She must have been a hundred percent convinced that Sandra was worthless to her as an ally, right? Like, well, because- that's where Sandra's philosophy of anyone but me kind of gets her, bites her in the ass because you know that Sandra will cut you. She's not a good ally, and never no. has been. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. she's been loyal to her. That's not then semi-loyal to people. I don't know, depending yeah. on the circumstance. But yeah. She will cut you if need be. Yeah. But that that uh, was that was savage. That was just like that was like an extra layer of owning her. Yeah, Ali, I'm so happy as someone who we've introduced to the show and you actually seem to like it that you got to see this particular move this episode. Oh, it was because great. it is it's like this was an iconic survivor moment it will go down in survivor history Ah. as one of the most like insane (laughs) savage backstabbing moves ever and this is like didn't have that uh reputation denise no not at all she won by being an intuitive person a good listener she's a therapist oh my god that's so funny what she's mostly known for is that her tribe the tribes she was on she ended up going to every single tribal council and surviving every time and then won in the end. That's sort of what she's known for, which is why I think they underestimated it. She, she comes... never had to make a big move like that. Yeah, yeah it kind of feels like, um, uh, what is uh, Sophie Turner's character's name in Game of Thrones? Um, yeah. Oh, right. Amazing. Yep. What What's is it? Name? Why can't I think you, of it? You're going to say Maisie Williams, the other uh, <laughs> say Maisie Williams. I can only think Doesn't of the actor's name. Maisie names. Williams? Uh, well, uh, anyway, it's it's like her, ver- like, and maybe Sandra was more like, like Cersei at least. But like, it seems like seeing that Sophie yeah. Turner type like start as this kind of like kinder person and then eventually have like this very like badass move. And it's just like, whoa, you're yeah. tougher than we thought. Yeah. You know, that this this episode really showed and Scott, you know, you and I go back and forth on how many idols should be in the game, blah blah blah, are they handing them out to many people? But this I love a good pre-merge idol play and this episode showed why idols are truly truly amazing and should definitely be here to stay because when someone plays it like this, it's so exciting, right? Now, what it's are we thinking so much about fire tokens? Ali, fire tokens are new to Survivor this season. Oh, okay. So 
if there weren't fire tokens, would Sandra have even attempted this move? She got greedy for fire tokens. She would not have. No way, right? No way, because she might have tried the thing to do is, something. She might have played the idol for. She might have played the idol for Denise herself, but uh, there's no way she would just give the idol to Denise like that, right? I don't think so. Without getting anything in no, return, because remember, so. this idol expired after this episode. So what she was doing was giving something that she thought she didn't need, that was worthless to her after this episode, to someone for something that had a lot of value after this episode. I actually was like, if this works for Sandra, it's genius. Right. Right. Like if, if, if Denise does what Sandra wants, we're sitting here going, Sandra's the greatest player this episode. Right. She should have done what Natalie did way back when, and like just waited till after the voting yes. and then said, Denise, did you vote how I told you to vote? Mm-hmm. And then given that, the that would have been, yeah, that would have been a better play, but then she wouldn't have been able to get fire tokens out of the deal. Yeah, well, look what she thinks. She got zilch out of the deal this way. I'm liking the fire tokens, but I think the reason that they're working for me right now is because there's actually things in the game for them to barter for. Right. You know, if there weren't advantages or idols like that, then they wouldn't be. But But also these idols that expire, which I I like having idols that expire. They didn't always do that, Allie. Um, Last season drove uh, Kelly to, to make a too clever by half move that ended up yep. getting her yeah that's true you're right yeah because it was like well i have this idol it's gonna expire tonight i don't need it what can i do with it to shake up right. the game yep you gotta just let it expire just let it expire <laughs> play it for yourself even if you don't need it right yep yeah just say hey i have this probably don't need it it's expiring here you go yeah um i definitely can't imagine it uh, without an expiration date because that seems like half of the fun. Right. Well, they do all of them expire at final five, no matter what. Of course. You can't use one past then. But, um, you know, one thing, though, Scott, is there is an advantage to not playing an expiring idol, and that is probably that you have lied to people about having an idol up until this point. And if you are confident you don't need it, it might make sense to not play it also, because then, you know, I ran into this problem with uh, when I played and I used my idol, I happened to use it correctly, but I was like, by playing this, I'm literally showing people that I'm a liar. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Because you had been telling them you didn't have it. Exactly, because that's what everyone talks about. Oh, have you heard about any idols? Do you know where the idol is? Blah, blah, blah. So you have to lie about it if you have one. Or, or you just tell everyone, I guess, which isn't a smart play either. So, well, so it worked for Tony. Yeah, I mean, look, it 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 uh, it, it can work. Uh, one re- one play that I saw in Australian Survivor this season, which I loved, was a guy had two idols, and so he showed one of them, right? right. And so they avoided voting him out for a long time because they're like, he has an idol, and that protected him. And then once he did play it. Then he secretly had another one, and they thought we can get him now. Do you know what right. I mean? That's super yeah. smart. People, yeah, it was. It was people genius. have tried that. I think didn't somebody try that last season? Or it's no, pretty, it was Dean with that crazy fake legacy advantage. Right. Yeah. They, you know, there's there's uh, not a lot of people who get two idols. But That's you know, pretty rare. Well, but Tony had like two or three idols in his winning season. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he showed one too. off. Yeah, and he told everybody that it had a secret power. Which it did, right? 
I can't Did, remember. He had, the well, super, yeah, he had the super idol, the one you could play uh, after the one yeah, you could play after the votes have been read. But nobody also told people he had an idol that had a secret power that he wasn't telling what it was. Right. And that eventually yeah, right. he said what it is, is that it can go past the final five. Right. Yeah. But that was a, just a total fabrication. Yeah. Genius, though. I mean, Tony was such a nutcase. He was amazing. We, You know, Ali, Scott and I will get way up our own butts about <laughs> well, yeah. this stuff. We go so, into the weeds uh, here. Yeah. Why was don't there we move anything on? else? Well, yeah. before we move on to the segments, was there anything else about the show that struck you or any other questions you have? Uh, no, I would want to. I, I just want to watch the show now. I think it's really great. And it's awesome. instantly, uh, I don't know, I feel like it instantly hooks you because watching people go through these types of psychological puzzles, I guess, or it's just like intoxicating. I love it. I love it. Do you she have CBS it. All Access? I don't. Okay. Well, um, we, we'll have to figure out a way for you to watch because you should watch the first, the beginning of the season too. If you want to start with this season, honestly, I'd recommend on Hulu, you can go back and watch old seasons. I'd honestly recommend that before you watch this season. Yeah, let me, let me know uh, which uh, which season I should start with. Oh, man. One. I hate to say <laughs> it. I don't know. I, I honestly am a, I'm a completist. So honestly. Well, if you're stuck you are, at home. Exactly. There's nothing, you know. <laughs> you should start with one. Just know that the pace is a lot slower. Same yeah, with the, there's no same idols. Same it's with like the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Jinx. Simpsons and that the first, thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll buy you a Coke. <laughs> this first season of the Simpsons, I thought it was just genius and I loved it. And yeah. then when I watched it years later, reruns of the first season, I was like, Oh my God, it's so slow. In comparison it's to the, the newer ones. In comparison. Course. It's like, right. It's like survivor. When I first watched it, I was totally hooked. But if you try to watch season one now, you're like, oh, my God, it's so slow. Yeah. It's so different. It's yeah. Even Love but, Island, it's only six years old or something. And the first season feels like archaic now. It's just like, I can't believe that's yeah. how they used to do it. Why would they do that? I highly they're, recommend. I don't know. I don't know if all the seasons are on Hulu. I know they're on the CBS, but you have to. I think you only get a week free of CBS All Access. But it's probably the better place to go. But I highly recommend if you're a completist and you like the show. Awesome. It's quite a journey. It, it really yeah. like this. Se- it's funny that you dropped in on this season because this season is the ultimate season for rewarding fans yes. who have been this watching. Is. It's the, the biggest fan time. service season ever. <laughs> it's like um, fan fiction. It's like watching fan fiction, seeing these different people playing yeah. together. You know. There are people who say you don't need to watch season one. Uh, Scott and I will never agree with that. <laughs> we named our podcast after uh, one of one person's final tribal speech. Like it's season one is very important. And to tell you, to show you how important it is, the concept of alliances is invented that season. Like there, there was a player who was like, let's form an alliance. Um, and then they literally, it's hard to imagine the show without them, but there was one person right. who brought that concept to the game. Wow. It didn't exist before. So it's fun yeah. to people, watch. People were voting sort of based on who's, you know, working hardest around camp, who's, it was more about survival, who's, who's uh, performing best in the challenges, who's working hard versus who's lazy, that type of thing. And there was just, just you'd have all these different people voting for other different people. There was no, no sort of organization among amongst themselves for yeah. who they'd vote for until one person came along and said, 
I'm going to form an alliance with three other players. We'll and, have and, four votes and we will control yeah. the game. And it's really important to also to know when you watch season two that the general public absolutely despised alliances. It was considered the most cheaty, villainous yes. thing you could possibly do after season one. Wow. And the person um, who brought that to the game was seen as a huge villain and everybody hated him. And so in season two, people were like, we're going to play a good, clean, honest game. yeah but it's never no one has ever played a good clean like it doesn't happen like you have to lie to people in this game you just do like there's no way to play it or there's no way to truly play a clean honest game and win no i also know that 20 years ago and or even five or 10 years ago there were things that went down that would be rightly considered unacceptable today yes, in terms totally. of social <laughs> I mean, behavior. You know, it's like watching harassment. any old show, you know. Yeah. A survivor has its fair share of a poos. Let's there just There will be yeah. <laughs> there will be some cringy moments just to warn you yeah. if you watch it. But oh, I'm, I'm so excited. It. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Well, you know, please any, keep me like please yes. feel free to email me or <laughs> message me or whatever. Like anytime you get to like it, any thoughts. Oh, we just need to start you, our own podcast about my first viewing of the show. <laughs> that might have to be our, our spinoff podcast. Yeah, I, I think so. It. A Patreon bonus. Oh my gosh. Well, I guess we got to start a Patreon now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you can do that, Scott. Um, I'll get, you can have all this the money. This is probably our last season podcasting. We've, we've, we've taken off a lot of seasons, but we came back because we were so excited for the winners. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's, let's do our segments. You're not going to hear these sound drops, Allie, but okay. just know that these segments are named after uh, quotes from the show that will make sense to you once you yeah. take the journey. Great. Let's start with let's start with Hold Up Bro, which now could be called Jeff, Can You Give Me a Minute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, can you give me another minute? Yeah. Uh, here's Hold Up Bro. Hold Up, Hold Up Bro. Hold up, bro. This is uh, what, where was the moment you said, hold up, bro. And you had to pause your DVR or whatever you were watching it on and rewind it and watch that bit again. Um, I have a moment if Go I ahead. could Let's hear start. It. Uh, I loved it. I wanted to watch it again because it was like just amazing survivor gameplay. Denise and Sandra are talking in camp and all of a sudden they randomly just start talking about cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> and then the camera reveals that it's because Kim walked up, right? Yeah. And it's that is like that type of skill, the ability to just both of you like almost like an improv game start talking about something completely different in the <laughs> middle of a conversation is like a really good skill to have on the game of Survivor. And I loved watching it happen in real time. We don't usually get to see that kind of thing happen that was great so well mine uh i it's not as exciting but i did honestly go back and rewatch, rewind to see everybody's reactions to boston rob being voted out oh yeah that was fun Sandra i mean they <laughs> everybody was really really overreacting it was big big reactions for sure and i you know they're coached to do big reactions and they know they're on reality tv and you want to do big reactions right but like this was like that really was pretty earnest. big 
Yeah, it was earnest too. Um, That was fun. I know that we talked about it, but Rob claiming to have turned over all of those rocks was something that was like, he didn't just say that. (laughs) (laughs) There's at least 8 million out here. (laughs) I know, because I've, she's like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's he's, Uh, he's really, he's like Rain Man. (laughs) (laughs) Turned him over with his mind. He just looks at them and can count them. (laughs) <laughs> yep. It did not take him 92 days. Um, all right. Let's move on to another segment. Um, let's do ill regrets. What's the time? It's time to get ill. What's the time? It's time to get ill regrets. Ill regrets. Who do you think is going to have ill regrets about a choice they made, something they did this episode, and you cannot choose Parvati or Sandra? Because they were voted out. Correct. I, I'm going with, I think he's a fairly obvious one with Wendell. Yeah. <laughs> he was the. Yeah. I mean, I think he's got a lot to regret and the way that he appeared to be willing to backstab his alliance, I think should set off alarm bells for his alliance. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was, I had Wendell written down. I also would kind of maybe choose Jeremy because you probably should have communicated with Denise more and possibly not voted for her if, (laughs) you know, Yeah, I'm um, wondering how, if Denise will just be like, it's okay. I get it. She has to be right. She played an idol for him. Yeah. You know, and you know, also it makes sense for her not to talk to him, but maybe he, maybe he did talk to her and she just was like, I'm not telling you anything. Uh, anyway, or maybe she wouldn't have said that to him, but maybe in her mind, she's like, I don't need to tell him because I'm going to play an idol for him. And Jeremy, who famously saved Steven once with an idol has now been saved. Does it emasculate him a little bit? Or I know that's sort of a loaded word, but does it, it make him not emasculated, but more appear weaker because he needed somebody to play an idol or not? I mean, he technically didn't really didn't, it didn't really actually save him. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to like make a case for anyone but Wendell this episode. Yeah, but but um, if I had to, I would say maybe Jeremy. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like uh, because the 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 thing that the idol that um, Denise used to save Jeremy didn't expire, right? Right. So Correct, I feel like yeah. she might have ill regrets over having essentially, like she couldn't have known. So she was doing a good thing and it might eventually help out. But I wonder if any part of her knowing that he voted for her is, is going to be remiss by that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, That's a good I mean, point. Or even just that it wasn't, she had a good reason for doing it because she didn't know who they were putting the votes on. But, you know, she, uh, she could have saved it. She could have still had an idol. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, she's gotten two so far. Maybe she'll get another one. <laughs> when you go back and watch early seasons, by the way, Allie, there are no, nobody will have an idol. Interesting. They don't, in, they unless they what, win what the immunity challenge. Right. The first one came in in season 11. Yeah. Oh, wait, uh, uh, I had a question about the idols. Are they like yeah. random objects? Because it didn't make sense to me that they would have insecurity when they would go up and be like, essentially like is this an idol and then the guy the host would be like it is an idol (laughs) they make they purposely make them a little bit janky so that people can make convincing fake ones Mm. as part of the game 
people in the past have made fake idols and used them strategically to gain an advantage or possibly to embarrass someone. Oh, wow. Um, but in, in this case, yeah. So in this case, you know, she had possibly a reason to think maybe it could be fake, although she could just look at the two next to each other, right? And they yeah. often yeah. look different from one another, though. So you're never 100% that's sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's on purpose, basically. If um, what you found is real or not. Yeah. So that's a good question. And it's interesting you picked up on that because it was so brief, that little bit. But uh, she had she had a good reason to consider that it might not be real. Interesting. And it's probably why she played that one first. Yeah. Right? Wow. If it's not real. If it wasn't real, it would have been sweet, right? To see Sandra like all <laughs> grinning about how she got her. And then she's like, yeah, but actually I do have a real uh, anyways. You know, that would have been sweet. So sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, maybe that'll happen someday. But um, all right. Let's do our last segment. Uh, this is Getting Loud. We only like it if it's loud. We only like it if it's loud. Go! I can get loud too. What the f- who got loud this week? Who stood out in a good way? I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no. <laughs> well, I go ahead, you guys, because I have a. Should a, we say I, it? I three, two, auto, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're all picking Denise, correct? Denise. Yes, yes we can. We can. Denise. Can say her, but then we can talk about. We can talk about. <laughs> Denise. Denise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she really. I mean, I've always loved Denise, but wow, this was yeah, this was next level Denise. It was fun to see someone who was purely a social player her first time, not ne- necessarily a strategic player, play so purely strategic in this episode. It was really fun to see that. She's so smart. She just saw. I mean, Sandra handed her this opening, and she saw it. Yeah, and she said, "I yep. have to go through this door." Yeah. Absolutely. I, but I do have an honorable mention. Let's hear it. My honorable mention is Tyson for bringing mm. back the word tinkle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have not heard or used that word since I was a child. It was always, yeah. do you need to go tinkle? Now yep. I have children. Um, and it's, now it's pee-pee. <laughs> we say, do you need to go pee-pee? My children don't know what the word tinkle means. But um, I was, yeah. that tickled me so much. <laughs> yeah, we were tinklers too. We were definitely tinklers. Go ahead, you, uh, you won't believe this, but right before this podcast, before I watched this episode, um, uh-huh. I, for some reason, you know, we're all quarantined. So YouTube videos, yeah, just yeah. you watch things you wouldn't expect to watch. I was watching uh, a clip from All That and um they it was one of the good bur- one of the good burger um things and uh-huh. uh one of the characters keeps saying that he has to tinkle and he used the word tinkle five times and <laughs> i had not up until that moment heard that word since i was a child and i had an aunt yeah. who would say tinkle target which i always hated but um <laughs> tinkle weird. target so weird um that but weird. uh until this episode or today I hadn't heard it. And then I watched two things back to back that were filmed a decade apart and I could not yeah. believe it. I really felt insane. <laughs> that is, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's really God looking down on you, Allie. He's tinkling Allie. down on me. He's tinkling <laughs> down on you and saying, you need to start using the word tinkle. I want to start <laughs> using it again. I, was, I love that. He was like, so I pretended that I had to tinkle. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, so I'm I'm giving him an an honor. I love it. Uh, I, he was great for bringing that loud. word back into our lexicon. <laughs> he absolutely got loud this episode. Uh, all right, Scott, have we said it all? I, I think, think we, we may have, have said it all. Time. I mean, this is usually the point when I ask our guests if they think they'll ever want to watch Survivor again. But, boy, but she's already watching episode season I'm one, episode so one. <laughs> yeah, can you guys so keep it down? I'm trying to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited, and I will definitely update um, the entire world uh, what I think Lord. about um, season one because I'm going to start that. We're oh both je- we're both Please jealous do. of you. Well, it's yeah, actually I'm so jealous. Oh, thank you. I wish you. I could just go watch it with you on quarantine. Yeah, watch you watch it. You can, Scott. I will say I watched last night's episode in a 24 person Zoom uh, presentation. <laughs> um, it was super fun. It was like a bunch of us watching the show together in our own houses and apartments. That's but so sweet. Someone streamed it. It was really cool. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Um, yeah. yeah, this year, even before the quarantine started, um, I, for some reason, have just been going through all the shows that I haven't ever watched. So I watched all of the Sopranos and I watched all of Six Feet Under and I just started Breaking wow. Bad for my first time. Um, oh. so oh, how are you liking that? It's incredible. I'm already in season yeah. four and I started it like two weeks yeah. ago. Um, it's pretty amazing. It is. I would say that's when it gets good, but it literally is good it from stem to stern. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, just yeah. keeps it's, expanding. Yeah, yeah. Like Ryan Johnson directed an episode that was particularly yes. great. Um, yes, but yes. Uh, I I'm really fortunate. I never, and I'm I'm ruining it for myself now. Um, but I never have things spoiled for me, so I've gotten to do all of these things without spoilers. Um, I always great. have a vague idea of like you know I I knew that there was something. I knew that these endings of all the shows were talked about in uh, especially right. the Sopranos right. and and uh, Six Feet Under. Um, so I knew that there were noteworthy endings but um right. same with survivor i had never had any real i never really knew anything so it made going into it particularly fun i love it then well, you can hit better call saul as well ex- that's actually why i started oh one thing i wanted to say about this episode is just that for a first episode it's i i agree with you that it's uh it seems to be a particularly fun one but i will also say that um if this were like a pilot of TV, they did a really good job of um, like telling me what the show is and having Wendell say like what he said so blatantly and also having whoever said like, I don't want to, you know, I know it's $2 million, but um, you know, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or whatever. Like they said yeah. like such um, <laughs> like clear That is the points. central conflict. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the central <laughs> conflict of the whole series especially in early seasons is i don't want to hurt people yeah but i want to win a million dollars exactly right yeah so I, it seems like a very good uh good place to start if not at the beginning so thanks for letting me do this one yeah thank well, you just forget, for forget everyone you saw on this because yeah. yeah unfortunately you know they, <laughs> they all win at some point but again just to say yeah. there mm-hmm. are several returning player seasons so, so a number of the people on this season have played multiple seasons and they did not win every time and they did not always win their first time. Totally. So hopefully that takes some of the spoiler out of it. But even if I know who wins, um, 
that just gives a, a an interesting way to watch the show of kind of Absolutely. like, it's, oh, wow, I, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I'll be looking for things in a more fun it's way. Still, it's still totally fun to watch, even if you know who wins, because you get to watch for why they win. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You know, what, there was one season uh, early on, season six, the final two were ruined or spoiled for me. Oh. Or very early on, but at the time it was outlandish to think that either yes. of them that yes. either of them would be yes. in the final yes. two. So I yeah, spent a good s- deal of the season wondering if that spoiler was real. And <laughs> only to the last few episodes did I start seeing like, okay, I see. I see where this is going. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Allie uh, Gertz. Yes. You've said it all. <laughs> um, we, 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 we are, we re- admire you. We respect you. Oh, wow. We love to read your, observations your <laughs> thoughts your jokes whether they're serious thoughts or funny thoughts on twitter and where can we find it is it at, why don't you spell it out for us because it, it might be a little difficult for some yeah at first i thought you were doing a sandra to denise like you're just a wonderful person you are a wonderful person <laughs> and um, goodbye <laughs> yeah so uh you could find me at Allie Gertz on all the things and that's spelled a-l-l-i-e-g-o-e-r-t-z and uh yeah I have a website alligertz.com. I have uh music on Spotify my old band name is regrettably Cosby Sweater um I changed it <laughs> I was trying uh, not to say that <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh I have a it, it's funny I uh, I feel I normally would never feel any level of embarrassment talking about this, but I have a Rick and Morty concept album. Uh, and oh yeah, I, was, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's why I follow you. Yeah, so um, <laughs> well, you're, uh, I know you're talking to the creator I know it makes you're, me blush. Um, but, uh, if, if, if anyone listening to this happens to like Rick and Morty music and wants to hear a bootleg version of a fan doing it, uh, you could find that uh, under my name. And then I have a book that's about the Simpsons, but it's not yeah. that good. So I won't, I won't plug it, but what you you, it's it not that good. It's okay. I'm not being humble. Right. It's just not a very good book. <laughs> All right. Well. I will be the judge of that. But, yes, let us be the. I have a book about Star Wars. It's not very good. Really? It, he's right. Well, it isn't good. I read it. Uh, um, you haven't read it. <laughs> it was written. Uh, it was a work for hire. Same. I mean, I am a Star Wars fan, but it was uh, a work for hire to sort of. It was interviews with the cast and crew of Star Wars Episode Two: Attack mm, of the Clones. I see. My least favorite Star Wars movie. I see. Of course. Um, but uh, but I did write a book. <laughs> the same here. And so did you. And how about your podcast? And your podcast again is called uh, Round, Round Springfield. Springfield. Yes. Uh, so uh, I actually do love my podcast. Uh, I had a previous version with Julia Prescott called Everything's Coming Up Simpsons, where we talk to uh, TV writers and actors and, and friends and people who've been on the show about their favorite episode of The Simpsons that hadn't been picked yet. Uh, and eventually we ended the show because we didn't want people to only have to pick episodes that they weren't super crazy about. <laughs> um, so then we recently this year put out um, the start of Round Springfield, where we talk exclusively to people who work on The Simpsons, um, including like Yardley Smith and uh, different writers. And eventually we'll hopefully get Matt Groening and different people talking about That's their awesome. careers um, leading have up to, to the, past, uh, the Simpsons. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, okay. 
<laughs> have you ever talked to Jay Kogan? We, yes. Jay, uh, Jay okay, was, uh, yeah, Jay Kogan was on uh, the or- original iteration, and we would love to have him back gotcha. on our new version. He's, he's awesome. Have you talked to Chris Ledesma, the music editor? We were about to, bef- uh, and he was going to give us a tour of like the the whole setup that they have before everything changed for the worse. Uh-huh, yes, uh, but uh, we, I get it. We should have him on uh, the new version to talk to us about that. That'd he be awesome. Would be great. He's got a very outgoing personality. I think he'd be a great guest on a podcast. Awesome. Uh, I met him a couple times, and you know, I had music on The Simpsons. Did you know that? That's that's amazing. I had no idea. We, it was the Rick and Morty um, couch gag. Oh, my God. Which is incredible. <laughs> and everyone loves. It's, it's a good couch gag. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to score that. So that's when I first met Chris. And then I met him through a conducting workshop I did, too. He's a great guy. He would totally be a great guest. Awesome. I definitely want to um, ask and, and see if I can get those guys back on. All right. Well, everybody, follow Allie Gertz. Uh, we can find you, Ryan, still at the same the same place. Yeah, Ryan. at Ryan Elder Music, as always. And uh, you can also reach Scott at Ryan Elder Music, yeah, and I'll forward them where along. I prefer you send your tweets yep. to Ryan. And I will retweet them and tag at Scott Chernoff. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, Allie, thank say you so much. Of course, it was so delight. much fun. Yay. Thanks, Allie. Okay. And um, I guess we'll see everybody next week. Yep. Or you'll hear us, assuming there's still a world. (laughs) Yep. Uh, All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. The tribe has spoken. Now I'm going to put out your little lamp with my lamp stopper.